0: What's up, guys? Rick here with your betting and one and done preview for this week's Travelers Championship. Uh, I went through all the winners. Congratulations on the DFS uh, video earlier in the week. I'll link that here. Uh, It'll be in the, the description below as well. Go back and watch that. We had a ton of winners last week. Like everybody had a web ticket everybody had a web ticket uh it was awesome a lot of big fantasy wins let's try to back it up again let's let's try to find a winner for this week also there are there's a a giveaway if you go back and watch that dfs video at the beginning there is a way to enter a draw for access to rickrungood.com which is where all the tools you're going to see are it's very easy to do it's a YouTube, uh, one on YouTube and, and one on a, on a podcast review. Go and watch that. Check out a way to get entered. I'll, I'll pick a couple of winners, uh, but let's jump into this week and what you're looking at right now, if you are brand new, is the uh, tournament predictor tool on RickRungood.com. What this tool does is it goes out and grabs the odds to win and now, First time I think I'm showing this on air, Uh, top five, top 10, and top 20 numbers are available. You got to love it. Okay. So this goes out, grabs the player's odds to finish, to win the golf tournament, to finish in the top five, to finish finish in the top 10, and of course, to finish in the top 20. And it compares it against their actual um, uh, probability of them hitting the target score for each one of those so for example right now i have 15 strokes gained being the winning score for this week Uh, historically 15 is a really good number on the pga tour if it's if it's going to be something lower than that you can adjust the slider down if it's going to be something higher than that you can adjust the slider up Uh, but 15 is a really good number uh, and i'll have um, you can do this you can go to the historic strokes gain tool and see what the winners were the past couple of years which that tool is, um, that's right here. This thing is in the midst of getting a complete revamp. So don't fall in love with this. Uh, I'm going to revamp the whole thing. But uh, you can see last year, Revi gained uh, 16 strokes on his route to victory, although he won by four shots. So, I mean, 13 strokes gained would have won it. Um, or excuse me, 2018, Bubba won by three shots at 14.7. But again, 12 would have won it there. 2017, uh, 12.2 won it, so 13 would have won it, or 12.5 would have won it. So really, I'll tell you what, let's make an adjustment here. Let's go through the tournament predictor and make adjusts here to 12.5. Now, this is going to put bring a lot of golfers back into play if you only have to gain 12.5 strokes on the field to win this golf tournament. So then basically what this tool does is it looks at the player's likelihood to get to 12 and a half strokes gained to be your winner and then the subsequent scores to get you to top five top 10 and top 20 and it compares it against those odds and determines what the best values are so the way to read this tool uh, we'll start with Justin Thomas his implied odds in Vegas based on what is he now 11 to one I believe to win this golf tournament some places you can, you might be able to get him at 12 to one um, I think William Hill has him at 12 Um that implies that he's going to win the golf tournament 8.3% of the time. Well, I, my, my model here predicts the EV, the expected value, that he is actually going to get to that winning score three point eight percent more than his implied odds. Okay. So that's a positive. All right. So it's three point eight. So technically he's actually gonna probably get to that score like 12% of the time. Um which is a three-point. Now, Rory's Rory's crazy, right? Rory gets to the winning score like 20% of the time. His EVs through the roof. Uh, let me just sort by EV here on the win side. Uh, Rory and Patrick Cantlay have massive expected values in this field uh, because Vegas has them at 7.7% to win for Rory, and Patrick Cantlay at three, basically 35 Now, what if we raise this strokes gained up a little bit? Let me see. Yeah, even if we, even if the winner goes to, man, even if the winner goes to what? All right, that drops Rory out. 14 and a half. Okay, even if the winning score is like 14, Cantlay and Rory are still the two quote-unquote best bets in this field based on the numbers, Um, which is kind of interesting. And you can see what I love about this is there are guys who might be good bets to win, so like Dustin Johnson and Brooks Kepka, they have a higher expected value to win, but they actually have a negative expected value on their top five, top 10 and top 20 numbers. So what that actually like all these numbers I'm throwing out at you means in theory, they would be good bets to win. They're going to win more often than the odds imply for the tournament, but they are not going to finish top five, top 10 and top 20 enough Based on their implied odds to finish in those positions, okay. So it's a, you'll just wrap your head around that for a second, but um, it is it is really interesting to see that you can be you know a positive in one category and not the others, and 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 vice versa. So um, that's the numbers. You can you can go check this out. It, it's you know it's clear that that Rory has value to win. JT has value to win. Um, Let's do like the best EV for top 20 here really quickly. Lonto, because he's played so poorly recently, Vegas has dropped his odds down um, like crazy. I have him actually uh, 20% to finish in the top 20. Vegas has him at 8%. Shane Lowry, I have getting into the top 20 about 23% of the time. Vegas has him only getting there 16%. So there's some there's some pretty huge top 20 differences. Let's see the top 10 differences. Lowry and Lanto again. Nate Lashley pop up. Uh, Sung Kang. Let's see top 5 Cantley's lays there. Mark Hubbard's there. Hub- see Hubbard's interesting because he's a perfect example of a guy that like he's going to miss a lot of cuts or whatever, but he's going to pop off at times. Uh, so the fact that Hubbard's there is interesting. Now I will tell you. Let's talk now that we've kind of just showed you showed you the numbers. You can you can look through those as much as you'd like. Let's talk a little bit anecdotally here. I am laser-focused on Justin Thomas and Bryson DeChambeau this week. Absolutely laser-focused. I think they are both um, very, very live to win this golf tournament. I believe that they eat up a lot of the win equity at the top. I personally believe Bryson DeChambeau is going to win this golf tournament. Um, And and the model starts to bear this out, but the the thing about the model is it's hard to capture – the the rise and the evolution of Bryson DeChambeau so like this just this small little tale this 2020 tale of his multiple seasons in a row is hard it's hard for the model to catch up to that so quickly so in a couple more weeks it'll it'll definitely catch up more but here's the thing about Bryson the strokes gained numbers alone indicate he should be winning golf tournaments Um, Of the top five golfers and strokes gained total this season, they account for six wins. Five guys account for six wins. Bryson is number two behind Terrell Hatton, and Bryson has a much larger sample size than Terrell Hatton does. And Bryson's the only guy without a win in that group. Uh, You know, JT's got, what, two wins. Uh, Webb Simpson's got two wins. Rory has a win. Uh, Hatton has a win. Bryson's the only guy without a win. The numbers would indicate, and we said this about Webb Simpson for a long time, Webb Simpson's 2019, he had the strokes gain metrics where he should have won more golf tournaments. He finished second four times. Webb Simpson in 2019 finished second in 18% of the events that he played. That is bonkers. Bryson kind of in a similar situation right now where if he keeps playing like this, he's going to have to win. Like, it's just going to happen. Uh, because he's going to be gaining so many strokes on the rest of the field. So that's one part of the argument for Bryce. And the other part is uh, the last two weeks, Colonial and Town should not have been good fits for him. You know, he has this superpower. He has the Kraken. He has the driver that he wants to use. Colonial doesn't really care. Harbortown kind of negates it. Uh, TPC River Highlands, it is not required to be long there, but it certainly helps. He's going to be able to take off the training wheels. He's going to be able to fly bombs around uh, around TPC River Highland. So this is a really good combination. Like I, I have this feeling in my stomach kind of the same way about Webb last week. Like it just feels like Bryson's going to win this golf tournament. Um, now you're paying for it. And, and you guys know this. I don't like, I don't like to bet the short guys. I hate it. In fact, I hate betting guys at 10, 11, 12 to one uh, because they don't win enough of the time. So it, it that that is how strongly I feel about Bryson that we are actually getting to that point where I've I've fired a bet on him. Um, additionally, so uh, the way that I do this, I won't I won't bet J T and Bryson. I don't think it would really mess up my betting slip. Kind of with the way I do it, and the and the and the I might yeah, it would be very difficult to bet both of those guys. I'd probably not be able to bet anybody else. But um, further down the list, I think there's there's some interesting options. You know, Sergio. He 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 shows up pretty terribly on this uh, on this model here because again, the one week he had last week is not quantified enough in this model. Um, and he was awesome last week. I think he was best in the field in strokes gained T to green. He's certainly someone of of interest to me. Um, well, him and Joaquin Neiman are very much in the same boat. They are they are very good T to green players who are incredibly volatile. Uh, but at least we know Neiman like Neiman won this year. Don't forget that. Neiman won a golf tournament this year, the first event of the year at the Greenbrier. Um, But I do really feel like so much of the win equity is focused at the top. Oh, and Sungjae. Um, Speaking of parallels to Webb Simpson, uh, I think I did bet Sungjae. I think I've got bets in on Bryson and Sungjae at the moment and maybe Sergio. I think that's what I have in it as of recording this. Uh, the parallels of Sungjae are pretty interesting because he was uh, what was he last week twenty five to one misses the cut now he's thirty five it's basically exactly what happened with Webb Webb goes uh, you know twenty two to one at Colonial misses the cut goes thirty at Harbortown comes back and wins and the way that they did it both were just like an outlier tournament right so so Webb has an outlier really bad approach round on thursday that he didn't you know he recovered from uh on friday but he was it was too little too late um but he was right back to being webb on friday at colonial sungjay really the, the the big problem was the putter he lost 4.4 strokes putting at harbortown which is a place that oh by the way he stinks at putting at his two worst performances ever on the greens have both come at harbortown maybe he just doesn't like those greens or cannot figure them out And now you get like 10 extra points on Sungjae, who's already won this season. Like, yeah, man, like that, that, that seems like a pretty good value to me. Speaking of value, um, and oh, by the way, well, you know, I don't, I never get to do this kind of on video because it is, uh, it happens during the event, but real quick, let's talk about, um, let's talk about like in-game wagering. What I'm showing you right now is the live leaderboard. This is on rickrungood.com. This isn't a free this is a free tool. Like, first of all, this was the first and it still might be the only tool that has DraftKings scoring, tournament position, uh, and strokes gained on the same table that updates every 15 minutes throughout the tournament. Um if it's not the only one anymore, it's definitely the only free one, I think. But this is absolutely free. This is where you should be coming to, to look for all of this. And round-by-round uh, round matchups are the most exploitable aspect of uh, golf wagering at the moment. So what you can do is this. Um, what I would do is after every round, I would come in here. And, I, and you can sort one round at a time. So I would look for guys that were really good tee to green who lost strokes putting. So, like, Sergio Garcia, after round one, was four strokes on the plus side tee to green, four on the negative side of putting. This is a guy that I would then say, okay, I want to take him in a head-to-head matchup with basically anybody tomorrow. Because as we talk about so often, the putting is incredibly volatile. It's, it's the T to green stuff that is sticky from round to round the putting, it comes, it goes, it's, you know, the margins of error on putting, you miss a putt by a fraction of an inch or like, like it's it, they're so small, it turns around so quickly. So I would bet any, you know, I would take Sergio and I would love to get him in a, in a matchup with guys that um, are doing the opposite guys that are Putting unbelievably and losing strokes T to green. Patton Kazire, perfect example. Patent kazire after round one was plus 3.6 putting minus three and a half T to green. That's not that's that's unsustainable. It's gonna be terrible. Um, now you might not be able to get a Sergio versus Patton Kazire head to head, obviously, but those are the types of things you're looking for when you go to your book of choice and you're looking for you know, round two, round three, round four matchups, and you can do this for every single round, um, which, which is, which is really nice. So that's the most exploitable now for tournament long matchups. Uh, this is the updated tournament or yeah, the tournament matchup tool. This is the simulator. So again, brand new update to this making, making progress on the betting tools where you can plug in any two golfers and it will run the winning probability over a four round tournament. This is work that I've evolved from the work that was previously done by DataGolf and Joe Pita based on win probability and what the true money line should be. And then of course I have just for graphics purposes, you know, you're what the running, the running strokes gains for each golfer and then what they've done recently. So let's go find a matchup here. This is Will Hill. Um, Let's do here's their matchups hot off the presses. Let's do Webb versus Kepka cuz Webb is a dog. So he's so he's plus 100, Brooks Kepka minus 125. So Kepka's the favorite here. Let's plug this in to our betting matchups tool. So we're going to say give me Webb versus Brooks Kepka. Oh, interesting. Okay, this is a lot closer than I thought because of how prolific Webb is in strokes gain total. This is almost dead even. I have Brooks at 50.1, Webb at 49.9. Wow. So um, I guess I would probably stay away from this then. That would probably be a no bet. Let's go find another one. We're looking for value here. We're looking for, here we go, JT versus Bryson. My, both minus 110. Let's see what the simulator says. So we'll go Justin Thomas and I've got everybody in here. you saw Justin Leonard's in there. <laughs> Some of them might be really small sample sizes, but I've but I've got them against Bryson. Okay now this is interesting. Um, I've got Justin Thomas winning this head to head 58% of the time. As much as I love Bryson, the simulator, the strokes gain numbers, um, especially because, again, not really catching up to his stuff recently, this has Justin Thomas as a pretty significant favorite. So maybe Justin Thomas is the head to head matchup bet here. Now, here's something else. I don't want to go off on a tangent, um, but this is a really good thing to think about. And um, I credit Ben Raza uh, at Jazz Raz DFS. Like he said this one time to me and it kind of like went a a light bulb off in my head where when you're talking about two guys in terms of ownership, you know, one guy might be 20% owned. One guy might be 5% owned or even, you know, 20 and 12, something closer. Like what, what is the likelihood that the guy who has twice the ownership is twice as likely to win the golf tournament or twice as likely to be the higher, higher scoring player or better bet? And if you use something like a head to head matchup simulator, you can say, oh, well, Justin Thomas, you know, he's he's 58 percent to win this, but he's going to carry twice the ownership. I'll just take Bryson. Bryson had half the ownership and still 41 percent of the time to beat JT. Like the idea of equating ownership back to a head to head matchup is the an idea that I really, really love. Um, we'll elaborate that on in another video. I don't want to get too far offline here. Victor, uh, I'm sorry, Tony Finau, Matthew Fitzpatrick. Sometimes when you get down outside, like the biggest names in the world, this is where a lot of the, um, a lot of the good numbers come in here. I cannot type Tony. I just mistyped Tony like 900 times. I have Tony Finau, 57% minus 133 over Matthew Fitzpatrick. And they're both minus 110, so maybe that's a bet. I would probably bet Tony Finau in this situation. So that's what I do. I kind of plug through each one of these and um, uh, see if there's any that's that that really, really stand out to me. So that's the way that I use the head-to-head matchup tool. And then finally, we'll wrap here with um, the one-and-done. So here's the one-and-done tool. Um, last week, Webb, baby, goes and gets us uh, the victory there. And also, I think he was owned. Let's see how many people had him last week. This is referencing the um, the Gups Corner one and done, which is the, like the big one and done. So he goes out 241 picks on Webb Simpson last week at uh, at Town. Pretty good. I think he was the highest owned golfer. So we 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 got that for this week. Let's go and look at the full field because this is Travelers Championship. It's a another relatively small purse, seven point four million. Um, obviously, guys like Rory McIlroy are going to be, you know, the highest in expected value. So this is what they would return. You know, if you played this tournament a thousand times or a million times, uh, this is the average of what they would return based on the simulator, right? So Rory would return you two hundred fifty-eight thousand dollars per start. Uh, over infinity number of starts so the ones that jump out to me um justin rose is getting a big uptick so justin rose the way he's playing recently compared with some of the bigger events he's won in his career and and having the winning upside i can see i've seen his expected value rise pretty significantly over the last couple weeks he is the fifth best Expected value for this week to, at Travelers and someone that a lot of you might have not used yet. So I think that's interesting. Um, it's it's very likely. So if you look at last year, Paul Casey was the now and you have to remember completely different fields last week, right? Like this is a, This is a major level field this year. It was not last year. Paul Casey was the highest owned golfer, 389 picks, Bubba Watson 287, Bryson 216, Patrick Cantley, 149, that was your top 4. I I I don't I can't really get behind the Bubba thing. Like I I understand it, I just don't really I don't really think you if you haven't used them yet, you probably don't need to use them, especially depending on when your one and done. If your one and done is extended for 25 more events, maybe you should be playing Bryson or I'm sorry, Bubba. If if your one and done is You know, has 12 events left or whatever, you should be burning all of your studs right now. You should be burning all of the best names. You should not be saving anyone. So the shutdown really kind of throws a wrench into, depending on what one-and-done kind of league you're in and how it's going to work, your strategy moving forward. But for this week, obviously I love Bryson. Um, I'm almost certain I've already used him in all of my one-and-done situations. So guys that I might not have used, um, certainly Justin Rose... I think is a good option if you were saving like like Brooks Kepka, I understand is a guy you probably want to save for a major which kind of makes me want to play him this week because he's trending he's playing well if he goes and gets you 1.2 million with a win he paid for himself you didn't need to save him for a major and everyone is saving him for a major so someone did ask me I think they tweeted me like when do I start like who am I saving for the end of the year and how, and how am I deploying them? I would just say, what you need to do is be a little bit different. You know, before the season, I would have been like, okay, everybody's going to play, you know, like Rory at the open championship and everybody's going to play, I don't know, Brooks at the U S open or the PGA or, or, and Tiger at the masters or whatever. So that like, just be different, you know, play Rory at a WGC, play like Brooks at the open Championship. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm just kind of spitballing here, but just be a little bit different. You don't have to play Emiliano Grio at a major, for example. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at. Let's see what the winner did last year. So I'll go to the winner's path from last year. Travelers, uh, the eventual winner of the one and done had Justin Thomas. Is that who I see there? No, Patrick Reed. Uh, had 40, who here had 43,000. Yeah, everybody was on Paul Casey. Paul Casey got 262. Oh, wow, a couple people did have chess. Pretty interesting. Um, so you can click through these and see what the winner had on the path here. But uh, obviously the shutdown throws a big monkey wrench into all of this. All right, that's it. Betting and one and done preview. Tweet me. Let me know who... You're betting this week and why it's Bryson <laughs> uh, at Rick run. Good. I'll catch you next time. Good luck.